So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. It's the Sports Shop with Reese and K-Mac. Got a poll question today? We do. What would you got? So presented by Oak Grove Tech, because it's SEC Media Week, who wins the SEC this year? Ooh. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, or other? Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Who'd you put first? Georgia. Georgia. That's fine. See, 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 the question there is Did not, you not know? The poll is biased already. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Why? Right. You should have put an alphabetical order, which leads you what? Alabama. So so you're telling me, <laughs> what about every other poll I've ever done? No, no, I'm just, don't worry about that one. I'm talking about this, this one. one. <laughs> <laughs> they're well, biased so, so, is the so, problem. So what's the, uh, what's the outcome so far? It's 100% LSU right now, and they're the third option, so I don't know. That is you. I told you everybody was talking about LSU yesterday. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, LSU, let me, Georgia, let me, and then Alabama. Let me go out here and see what the, <laughs> yeah. see what the, what the hell. 100% anyway. Okay. AI has attacked us. I mean, it's early, but. We've been attacked by AI. Okay. AI don't like us. Yeah. That's what it is. Is that what? AI is, it's, it's is, attacking us. I, mean, the I think y'all want to, you should get your tickets <laughs> still to early. the LSU still Alabama still game. Bias. You put Alabama, you have to be first one on the list. Yeah. Anyway. A-Town? Okay, here's a question. Who you voting for? I don't know. I guess I'll go with LSU. I'll go with the 100% of the people. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the people. That. People have spoken. Yeah, I think Bam. Georgia will win again. Anyway, you, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> anyway, you said who, who's gonna win SEC? Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who? That's easy. Who's gonna win? Alabama's gonna win. Okay. Cause LSU ain't beating us. Right. Big game. They got lucky last time. They played the last pair of the games. Georgia got lucky. Like, it, it probably pushed LSU off LSU got lucky. Anyway. Tennessee. That was just. A fluke. It, it, it really mean, was. It, it, really, it, really, it, really, it really was. It really, it really was. That never happens. Yeah. That's like that's like Chapel Hill losing doggo Clipson. Y'all are losing Clipson. That's true. I mean, think about it. Take it at home. Right. At home, yeah, you're right. Jazz almost lost that shit. That's why he said. We have lost a lot of games last year. Hell, we lost a lot of games last year. So this, that's why some people, I'm sure, yeah. is on, on our timeline saying, well, that's why it's the first time for everything. Right. Well, okay, whatever. That's all right. We don't want to talk about any of that stuff. but Man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> but as we do each and every week, and this week is no different, we get a chance to get blessed with the presence of the one and only Dr. Deborah Strowman. Yes. From the basketball court at the University of Virginia to the classroom at UNC Chapel Hill, Dr. Deborah Strowman has it all covered. Now this professor and sports business entrepreneur is about to take you to school. It's time for Dishing It Up with Dr. Strowman and the Sports Shop on Buzz Sports Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we good people? Doing great. How are you? I'm very good. I uh, thinking about all the wonderful things that sport does. Thinking about the opportunity yesterday for my webinar with high stakes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Looking at uh, college sports without affirmative action, and the panelists were amazing. So, uh, prayerfully, I will get that video up today on the YouTube channel. Awesome. I was so going. People who weren't able to attend can listen in. A lot of great, great nuggets were dropped there. 
And then thinking about the Chelsea-Wrexham game, again, great, great things to uh, bring us together to create community. But sports, it does reflect society. And this Northwestern hazing situation uh, is just so, so disturbing. So just to do a recap, uh, a civil civil suit was filed against Northwestern, and we all know know Northwestern, one of the uh, most prestigious academic schools in our nation outside of Chicago. Uh, There was a player who played from 2018 to 2022 who filed a lawsuit. It's called John Doe, uh, obviously to keep his name uh, confidential. But he said the football coach, uh, Patrick Fitzgerald, who was a former star player at Northwestern and had been running the team, I think, for around 17 seasons, um, he basically said that there was sexual misconduct and racial discrimination. And then just uh, two days ago, a second lawsuit was filed. And this is where Ben Crump and I uh, can't remember his first name, Levine. Steve. They Steve are Levine. now mm-hmm. uh, discussing what is going on here. And it's, I mean, not only should we pay attention, but it also names our commissioner, Atlantic Coast Conference Commissioner, Jim Phillips, in this lawsuit. So what happened? Here we go time and time again. I don't know what is going on with the human mind with the leadership at these schools, with the coaches, the oversight, but just taking advantage of young people. Mm-hmm. And in a place where you would think it's sport, but, but it is happening. And so Northwestern now joins their, their buddies in the uh, Big Ten, uh, everyone from uh, what Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, um, Penn State, um, uh, Minnesota, with a scandal tied to sexual abuse. So here's the trigger warning. If anyone feels uncomfortable talking about this or listening to it, uh, among the institutional acts the lawsuit alleges that were happening in the football program, um, number one, running, a punishment that consisted of eight to ten upperclassmen dressed in masks, holding down a player and dry-humping the player in a dark locker room. Number two, Shrek claps. When upperclassmen on the team would run around, a player who made a mistake in practice while clapping their hands above the head of the teammate. Number three, car wash, a tradition that consisted of players lining up, standing naked, and spinning around the entrance of the shower so that all freshman players were forced to rub up against the line of men to get their showers. Okay. Okay. Number five, naked center quarterback exchange, another tradition that called for freshmen to execute a routine center quarterback snap while both are naked. And lastly, the Gatorade Shake Channel challenge. When freshmen were forced to drink as many Gatorade, Gatorade shakes as possible in 10 minutes, if they refused, they would be subject to running. So I am very, very disturbed by this wow. again. And so the okay. questions that come up, okay. uh, number one, the responsibility of the coach. Now, Coach Fitzgerald, he was let go, but he has his um, his defense team, and they're saying that they're going to take all steps necessary to protect Coach Fitzgerald's legal rights, name, and reputation, as in they feel that he did not know anything about this. So the next point becomes, should you have known? Hmm. Some players are saying the coaches absolutely knew what was going on, but I believe it is the responsibility of the university. Now, 
The, the statements are saying that we take student welfare seriously. We've taken a number of actions to eliminate hazing from our football program. Um, but since then, Ben Crump, who's done so much, so much for civil rights in this country, yes. he's now, his, he and Levine have spoken to more than 50 Northwestern athletes. And not only football, but what they're finding is softball and baseball as well. So this is a big, big blemish on this, uh, similar to an Ivy League school. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a private institution. But this is just so, so disturbing. So I'll pause there. Wow. <clears throat> it is very disturbing. Well, Dr. Strowman, we talked about it briefly um, in the last hour. And just, just, just essentially, at some point, something as simple as, all right, you drink many Gatorades as you can. How that morphs into, I don't know, let's just everybody walk around naked and rubber. I just don't, to me, I just don't understand how that gets incorporated into a a, a tradition mm-hmm. at a program and no one says, hey, this, what are y'all doing? In the leadership capacity meaning, hey, what are y'all doing? What, what, no, 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 cut, cut all of that out. No, we, no, there's no place for that. I don't. I, I just don't get. I don't get why no one never, ever, ever says or steps up in a leadership capacity to say we need to be focusing on things to help us win. And I get some of the little shenanigans, but then when you morph into this, who comes up with that? Who thinks that that's funny? Right. And to well, go on for so tradition. many years. And, yeah. you know, we know about hazing. It's about domination and control. So if right. you want to break yeah. in the freshman, yeah, that's um, this is what you do. Uh, but clearly, when you're talking about trauma, uh, this type of abuse, um, and then it says that the black football players uh, face an additional level of abuse. And so... Yeah, I want to hear about that. <laughs> well, yeah. everything from forcing the players of color to cut their hair a certain way and behave differently to be more in line with the wildcat way... Um, basically asking them to assimilate even more so than what they have done to, to make it to that level. Uh, but there's no doubt at that age, 17 to what, 22 years old, you're still finding out who you are. Right. And young people express their, themselves in, in different ways. Now, when you're on a football team uh, or any type of you know, organization that represents the university, you know, there are certain standards that you have. Uh, but uh, there's no doubt everything from uh, – the legislation that's been happening across the country in terms of how uh, black people can wear their hair, uh, whether or not braids and locks and all these different things, styles are, are, are suitable for white America. Um, so to think that these young men, and again, there are many, many young black men on the, on the team or alumni who feel that it was very, very harmful to them. Mm. Right. And this trauma is, you know, they carry that throughout the rest of their life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is going to be really interesting. And some of those things you mentioned, I hadn't heard those. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the first time I hear those in the first time. But, I, but unfortunately for me, it doesn't shock me. But it, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't shock me either. But man, just imagine. So, and this didn't just start yesterday. This started, uh, yeah. this has been going on for a while. And to the extent that nobody's talked about it, because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be accepted and, and yeah. respected by the other teammates now. The code of silence. Code of silence. You, you got it. Daddy go and tell their mom, dad, nobody what was going on like that. I'm, I'm surprised it, it stayed around for, because it's, it's been well, around for a while, yeah. 
this is the sense of the psychology in this. It's yes. just like the battered woman, yeah. right? Yes. Right. Um, you're walking around with a black eye and bruises all over your body, and your friends are asking you what's going on. You're like, oh, I fell. You right. know, I had I took a bad fall. Um, when you're, and again, you think about young people, the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which controls a lot of this executive thinking, making yeah. good decisions, that doesn't fully um, develop until age 26, 27 years old. And so they still even don't necessarily how to don't necessarily know how to even process this. Who do you trust? Who do you go to? And especially if it's the captain, right? You know, the captains of the team, the seniors on the team, That's right. and you're trying to you know find you a spot much, on yeah, the team. You pretty much caught up then. You can't go nowhere. You yeah. kind of caught up yeah. in the whole system yeah. where that happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. But I'm I'm glad that this has been exposed. It's very very unfortunate. Um, I'm hopeful that it doesn't just end up being, you know, uh, the coaches. This has to go all the way through the, the department and, and possibly even the president of the university. Uh, I think this is one of the dangers of the commercialization uh, and big-time football. Uh, you know, Northwestern, again, an academic powerhouse, but trying to compete in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, many of these schools, they won't say it, but they're, they know they have to do something different, right, to attract top athletes to compete yeah. against mm-hmm. an Ohio State or Michigan. And these are where corners are cut. Uh, the coaches oftentimes make more money than anybody on the campus. And so you're basically uh, turning over the keys to the uh, Lamborghini and say, figure it out. Mm. And who's supervising them? You know, this, this is a power dynamic here. Uh, but I can't imagine that this has been going on and other sports now. And to think that um, no one had an idea, no one had an inkling um, I mean, you all can um, maybe Errol, you can help me out here, but um, I remember, you know, playing basketball and uh, going to the locker room. Um, sometimes assistant coaches would come through, but always managers would. Right, mm-hmm. um, managers always. So in be football, there. yeah, does do the assistant coaches hang out in the locker room and see what's going on, or? No, they, they no. So the, the issue is really they they normally don't hang out in the locker room. But they're around them more than anyone else, and also the captain. So they know, and a lot of them are um, former players. Well, not a lot, but mm-hmm. enough former players that they already know what's going on in the locker room. Right, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So they already, mm-hmm. and I think that's to me that's the most disappointing part is that you have people that know what's going on, people that probably have seen some portions of it. Now they've someone has seen what it's morphed into, mm-hmm. and. As adults, grown forty-five-year-old men, collectively feeling like, well, it's okay. I think mm-hmm. that's that's where it is for me. That's the most disappointing part, and that's where I feel like it's criminal, because as forty-five, fifty-year-old men, and everybody collectively feels like, oh, it's okay for that kind of those type of things to happen. Is I just think honestly. That, that that needs a, a, a severe punishment, honestly. Yeah, for me. and it's sad. And, and I think part of it is that some of these people that are in the locker room, it happened to them. Right. So some of that, that's that trauma that they're, well, it happened. I mean, they still feel like it's okay. But now you, but see, that's that's why, that's why I'm, I have such heartburn because now you have ascended, right? Mm-hmm. And now you are, you're, you're hopefully your, your lobe, frontal lobe is developed more in your forty. And that most people can tell you at forty years old, you know, right? You know, really, morally yeah. or whatever, this, this is just not right. And now you're at a position where you don't have to worry about getting your scholarship. You can actually do something 
to mm. d- to stop it. Right. But then there's a gap in there. That's why um, a lot of people, they say that abuse other people have been abused. So it's just that yeah, pattern. Yeah, people hurt people. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's a long line of hurt people hurting people. Right. So if I had Absolutely. to go through it, then why are you going through it? Yeah, but. That's right. Yeah, but that that's though. right. But that though, the nakedness and all that, that you know what I mean? I, I get, you know, they ran a little bit extra. They had to drink Gatorade. You know, they tied him up to the goalpost. You know, even some people think that that's, that's too far. But when you get to this, the nakedness and all, wait, hey, what, hey, what are we doing? Right. What are we mm-hmm. doing here? Hey, no. Cut that out. Yeah, this is where we all have to have a better understanding of sexual hazing. Right. Uh, you know, the hyper-masculinity and then the shame and letting somebody know that it happened to you. Oh, you were weak. You know, why didn't you fight back? Right. Uh, there's a lot going on there. But, uh, you know, K Mac, you did mention the, the criminal activity. So Illinois, um, like a lot of states in recent decades, they've criminalized hazing. Yeah. So it's generally a Class A misdemeanor, mm-hmm. which can carry up to one year in prison. And then for a school official, uh, if they don't report it, that's also a crime. Yeah. And that can carry a, a maximum penalty of between six months and a year. So we'll continue to follow this story. It will stay um, in our attention again because uh, ACC commissioner has been named uh, considering his former position at Northwestern. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm hopeful. I'm so hopeful that other athletic departments, uh, the leadership, the uh, the dean, vice provost, vice chancellor of student affairs will pay more attention to what's going on with athletes at their universities because this is just so harmful and it hurts all of society. It does. Absolutely. All right, Dr. Strowman, as always, Thank it's you. a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Everybody have a great day. All right, you too. Care. Relive the best moments of the sports shop on the Best of Sports Shop podcast on WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.